Well, hey, how you doing today? Thanks for joining me at my uh, podcast central here, Opening Minds Podcast. I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, what we're learning about how a lot of these different scientific ideas connect. I've been doing a lot of research recently into cold fusion, as it was called, low energy nuclear reaction, and uh, a lot of exotic physics processes that for a long time, you know, the scientific community didn't really seem to believe in, and, and worse than that, they were just extremely negative towards it. And uh, when we're putting all the pieces together, it really seems that people have been researching this area of nuclear transmutation and uh, these nuclear processes that produce excess heat and because it didn't work in any you know obvious way the scientific community is very skeptical about it but when we look at it people have been researching it ever since Nikola Tesla probably before that uh, and coming up with roughly the same sort of phenomena and same results in their scientific experiments, you know, all the way through people like Winston Bostick, John Hutchinson, Kenneth Shoulders, and many researchers in uh, Russia, former Soviet Union, Japan, China, and the results all seem to bear out the same idea, is that there's a process by which you can have nuclear transmutation and fusion uh, in a way that is dependent on what's called primordial neutrinos or this kind of background cosmic radiation uh, dark matter and it's really astounding to find out that dark matter has such an important role to play in so many uh, processes here on earth uh, there's a great book by Alexander Parkamov that was translated by Bob Greenier and started as a Kickstarter project, Space Earth Human. And he documents Parkamov, who's a nuclear physicist uh, in the former Soviet Union, now Russia, documents how there are variations in germination of seeds and beta decay in the atom and other processes where it's affected by where the Earth is in relationship to the Sun. Now, there isn't anything in physics that should, <coughs> excuse me, in the past say why that's happening. But we know that the Sun has massive gravity, and it seems to lens and focus these neutrinos coming from the background, uh, cosmic background radiation from 13 billion years ago plus and that these neutrinos interact at an atomic level with matter here on Earth. They have a so-called de Broglie wavelength that of a couple of nanometers, which allows them to interact with physical matter, not just other particles. And these primordial neutrinos are called slow neutrinos, um, ultra-low energy neutrinos. They, uh, they're not like the fast ones, until recently, you're probably like me, you thought there's like one type of neutrino, right? You've heard about it, you read about it, it comes from stars, and it's really fast, and it doesn't, it's so small, it doesn't hit into anything, so it doesn't really matter. 
This slow neutrino is the opposite. It's uh, it's much slower, as it implies. It has energy that does interact with matter, and it is sort of what uh, various scientists have described as as ether in the past, which. Uh, Apparently, the Michelson and Morley experiments disproved a hundred years ago. Um, but apparently, it's really here, and it's a very good candidate for what we call dark matter, this mysterious energetic force that has a lot of gravity and uh, explains why the uh, galaxies rotate at the speeds that they do. Uh, you know, it's discovered by the astrophysicist. Fritz Zwicky a number of decades ago and then uh, someone here in the U.S. Vera Rubin and uh, it's always been a mystery what this what would cause this dark matter to exist well it's a very good candidate it's the so-called relic or primordial neutrinos now the interesting thing about these neutrinos they come from outer space literally and are coming through us all the time about 10 million uh at any moment are in your body passing through um, but they're also uh, generated by biological organisms they, they come out of a, a nuclear process and it's related to cold fusion and Lenner and even human beings can emit these particles if they do it in a very coherent way we call it psychokinesis so this is a very interesting development, and it connects a lot of so-called paranormal phenomena and shows that there's a scientific basis for a lot of these phenomena that we've been really curious about for a long time. You know, remote viewing, um, ghosts and poltergeists, and ability of people to levitate objects, bend spoons like Yuri Geller and many others can do, PK. And even micro-PK, where people influence machines at a you know, kind of a, a micro-electronic level. And if you kind of put in this primordial neutrino idea into it, and, you know, the experiments show that it's there. This has uh, been talked about by the CERN working group, the uh, particle accelerator, the CERN folks. It sort of explains a lot, and that's really what you're doing in any scientific process. You're kind of looking for the simplest explanation for the most phenomena. And for me, the dark matter relic neutrinos really explain a lot of it. And then when you factor in that we can emit the same neutrinos uh, at the same wavelength, um, they're not relic from the, you know, the Big Bang, but they're being produced now by us then we can see there's a way that we're all interacting the way the cosmos interacts nature that we haven't considered before. So I think that's very interesting, and I thought uh, this is something that might interest you. So that's what I'm thinking about at the moment. Of course, let me know your comments, and we'll see you in the next podcast. Take care for now, and bye.